Oh, hey, Nick. Oh, hi. Like, Whoa, you sound great in that microphone. I know. Don't I sound amazing? Wow, it sounds so good. It sounds Hopefully. Like it sounds like you're sitting here in the room with us using the same microphones we used to record. Yeah, oh. yeah, man. And then... it's It sure would be terrible if you forgot to enable that microphone. I know. And we recorded your whole part through be. the webcam. Yeah. What a disaster. What an really, unlistenable really podcast product that would be. Whoops, we did that for the first <laughs> half of this podcast you are about to hear. We're really sorry. Um, so for the first half of this podcast, Nick sounds kind of echoey and lower quality than the rest of us, only uh, in technical terms. Not right. Otherwise, that, it's that same old high quality Nick. Yep. yep New high. low quality audio, same high quality <laughs> Nick. Yep. And then in the second half, this Nick that you're hearing now returns. Yeah. So, Hi. Yeah. Quality well, how Nick. How fucking idiotic are we going to come off if this just is a still bad sound <laughs> right now as we're recording the this. quality you're hearing right now is what you'll be able to enjoy in the second, <laughs> the half, second of the half of the podcast and whatever's in the first half is probably worse than this yeah bye sorry bye. this episode of important if true is brought to you by quip electric toothbrushes sent to your home with brush head refills every three months and if you that's right you Me? go to yep wow yep nick i'm too uh, if any of you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you will get your first brush head refill for free. That's tryquip.com slash thumbs. One, two, three. Four, five, six. Nice. <laughs> it's the... It's getting January those, 25th. Getting Chris. that wave force synced. Sync Our wave, wave forces force. are in alignment. It's January 25th, 2018. And this is Important If True. For Idle Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Reckon. I'm Jake Rodkin. Welcome, everyone. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Thank Chris. You. Oh, thanks, Nick. How's it going up in Canada, Nick? Uh, not too bad. Yeah? All right. That's an improvement. I mean, it's horrible. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Interesting. You caught him, Chris. You caught him for <laughs> yeah. a second. Where he's, my, his his my innate wither- Canadianness was starting to take over. I said, it's yeah. nice. Then he went, oh, what have I become? And he had to tell yeah, you that yeah, it's actually more bad. More or less, yeah. My withering interrogation technique. <laughs> my my social pressure <laughs> I like yeah. skills. Canada. Oh, it's all right. But, oh, it's awful. Oh, I'm falling apart. <laughs> Wait exactly half a second. I'll tell you anything you want to know. Oh, I want to know how Canada is. <laughs> uh, it's bad. <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay. I figured it was probably actually fine. Yeah. But thanks for your brutal honesty. Mm-hmm. Thanks for your brutal, pointless dishonesty, followed by your lukewarm honesty. Yeah. You know you can always get that from me, Chris. That's, that's exactly what I want, <laughs> expect, and will always receive from yeah. you, Nick Brecken. Yep. Okay. Um, this is a kind of a weird thing to, to lead with, um, but I really like it. We have an, and I feel like it's important. This is a time-sensitive matter, so it's important to get it out as quickly as possible. Jake, you're giving me a totally shocked face right now. Well, it's, I know that it's Christmas content, and I feel like we've just been... <laughs> We haven't stopped it's Christmas not. content for like two or three months. It seems like we haven't. <laughs> you, no. yeah, it's just the Christmas. It's our 2018 thing. <laughs> all Christmas, I, all the time. I know what you mean, though. This, this is like there's a, there's a, there's an expiration date on this on this content. Yeah, and I don't want it to wait one minute longer than it already has. Uh, all right, this is from Rachel, who writes. 
Every year, my husband and I receive a Christmas card signed only Susan and Mark. The card is always handwritten and has a return address, but the address isn't listed anywhere when I Google it, and I have no idea who Susan and Mark are. This has led to much speculation about who they could be. I worry it might be a long con in which someone sends us personalized cards every year until 10 years from now. They write a sob story in which they need hundreds of dollars to save a puppy or something and then steal my identity. (laughs) Uh, On the contrary, my mother thinks it might be a family member of a friend to whom I should send a card back. Considering it's mid-January, I'm hesitant to send a sorry so late but I didn't know who you were return card (laughs) any advice on confirming the identity of these mystery well-wishers should I just send the check now love you guys Rachel Um, I really this isn't a real answer yet but I really like the difference between people who I have to assume are vaguely in our generation assuming that this is some kind of like disastrous identity scamming <laughs> <Wait>. ploy <laughs> and just like I've received, be... I received anything in the mail <laughs> this has got to be a scam of some I kind don't, I don't know these people instantly they must be out to ruin my life through some advanced technological means or like f- social right. phishing scheme or something and then her mother is just like oh they must be nice people you should send them a friendly Christmas card that, it, that maps I think precisely to my ex expectation of yes. the generation yeah. gap right now <clears throat> yeah do you have any actual advice for Rachel um well mm. I guess part of it depends on like do they know who you are right like do they how how anonymous on what axis of sort of personal versus anonymous do we land because there is like the, the scam ones that I'm used to are not scam but just sort of just bullshit trash that appears to be handwritten is one uh-huh. like your dentist or insurance agent is right. like yeah. Christopher Ramo in a script <laughs> font yeah. and then you open it and it's just like happy holidays also you 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 get an appointment get a teeth uh, cleaning yeah and it's all, but Signed, and then you look Susan closely and Mark. yeah exactly <laughs> comma state farm yeah um yeah. And when or you look like, closely at the handwriting, it's either written by a robo pen and the handwriting is precise or it's just an ink yeah. job. It's just a sh- or it's a shitty font. Or, yeah. 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 Um, ah, God. I So you could start doing a reverse phishing scheme. Like you could in the sort of like, ga- you know, there's like game theory because you have your suspicion, which is that it's some kind of phishing scam. And then you have your mother's suspicion, which is that these are nice people to whom you should send a response. So hopefully it's but nice like, people the- that you fish a bunch of shit out of and ruin them. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I'm like, oh, either- God, that's Johnny's parents. <laughs> shit. Right. They were at our <laughs> wedding. Shit. Either. Yeah, exactly. Either. But here's the thing. Like there's no risk if you fish them and ruin their life to your benefit, but there is a risk if you assume their best intentions only to be fished yourself, right? So like only only one, uh, yeah. you, right. you only have one way to respond and you don't know who they are. So you it's kind of in your best interest to, because if it's a mutual fish, then no one's lost anything. Right, if they're acting but if they're malicious, fa- if they're extended family friends, and you start fishing them, I feel like there is going to be something lost there. Yeah, but there also mm. is something gained, which is like their they're- financial information <laughs> or identities or sure. just like cas- lump sum or something. Sure. Uh, I mean, I guess that being said, I suppose before like <laughs> before handing over a ransom, they might contact your mother first to like. Or the authorities. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then, hmm. yeah, okay. I guess this is becoming a very Breaking Bad. I guess the problem is they they literally 
they literally know where you live. Yeah. So I guess the I guess yeah, you, you actually, would have to you would have to invent a false identity to pull that off. Yeah. You could do that though. That's okay. There you go. That's what you do. You invent a false identity and send them shit from a different. Yeah, return this is the first address. thing that I thought of, but I don't really know what the okay. end game is. I don't know. I think you should just start sending them nice cards from that PO box and see what they do. Just like step one, you don't need to immediately yeah. like counter espionage them. Just be like, <laughs> okay, we'll beat them at their own game. Come up with an address that is weird, but that you can receive messages to, and just be like, hey, Susan and Mark, you know, happy to hear from you, or like, just how's it going, and just send them some really nice Christmas card and see if they respond, and if they divulge any information. Right. So you can then, like, that's the, if you're going to be deceitful, at least do it in the most benign way first, right. as oh, opposed you know to just being do. like, as opposed to be like, hey guys, just, uh, what's your credit card number? That's not... The other yeah, thing you do is just literally just write them a letter, just a regular, not a card, but a letter, and just say, like, hey, here's an update on what we're doing. Uh, by the way, um, our friend, uh, blank, whoever this, whoever wrote this letter in, uh, you know, really uh, is doing well. They, you know, just like include oh, just some kind of paragraph about that's pretty good. you, yourself. About Rachel and, and yeah. then yeah. see if they, if they reply back and say like, oh, yeah. Or, or just okay. literally ask them how you oh, here know you them go. or like Wait, anything. Okay. Here you go. And then every time you get some new piece of information, like you save it. For a few yeah. months, you put it in your notes app, and then you create a new false identity from a different fake address that references <laughs> that information until you have Susan and Mark trapped in a in a like, web of friends who don't web. exist, but they're <laughs> such nice people that <laughs> yeah. they just yes. they give they give all these people the benefit of the doubt that Rachel yeah. and her husband will not. Yeah, but. but Exactly. Okay. And so, God, then how do you employ this to your benefit? What kind of like scam can you then perpetrate on them? Can you start inventing like new children being born in the hope that they'll include like a $5 bill in a in a birthday card <laughs> Chris, or Christmas you card angle every year? Chris, you got to for the $2 bill. Let's, let's be clear here. Right. That's Who just, wants a $5 bill? Well, I, I was mean, thinking $2 bill, money. but how do you like seed that? <laughs> My baby, I could just tell they're going to really love obscure I mean, but you just, still you minted like, currencies. As you know, it's our family tradition for to Right. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. As you know. As you know, in our branch of the family. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we're not, we're not related to you. <gasps> I mean- our close friends, we don't know you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. One, yeah, one, we don't uh, know if they're family members or not. Your so bank account and I'm, all of your identity has been flushed. <laughs> you pushed us too far. What you'd have <laughs> to do is, on like one line of the of the letter, right, like one identity would have to extract enough information from them to know when they're going to be on vacation. And then the other line of identity schedules like the baby shower that doesn't exist over over that period of time so that they never can actually attend anything. They can never anything. come to any of the And then things? they're yeah. so guilted into it that then they send like a really big check. Like you've got, Oh, you've I was going to say, I thought you were <laughs> right. leading this into, and then when you know that they're out of town, you rob their house. Oh, well, what you, you didn't inquire too. about was if they have a kid named Kevin McAllister, <laughs> and, then <laughs> <you> are, <laughs> and then you're wrecked. I have to rewind slightly, Jake. Yeah. Something you said a second ago, were you implying that so when they said like, oh, well, this doesn't check out, we're going to have to like scam you for all your money. Were you implying that these people are actually yes. separately financial scammers who are actually just being courteous and nice? Yeah, I'm saying, that, I'm saying and you create husband. this entire web, but then <laughs> you finally tip your 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 hand you a little bit over and, the they're, and they're like, OK, we we're right, giving you the benefit on, of the doubt yeah. that there was something benign here. But it, the fact that you were trying to play us, we're really nice. But like, uh 
you car you car but at line. heart were devious financial <laughs> the scammers wrecked instantly yeah. instantly all of your money gone your house somehow just all of it <laughs> has been listed on Craigslist and people have just stolen it when you were away like every uh, just you're you're just done that's the time to then move into one of your false identities <laughs> which somehow you you've gone so far that you've built yourself you a, you've bought a purchased house. additional houses so <laughs> when when this person when Rachel first wrote us and said that maybe uh, Susan and Mark is a is a false front for something the thing that I did uh, inspired by my favorite uh, identity thieving techno heist movie sneakers was to run Susan and Mark through an anagram generator to see if anything was revealed okay. so the names Susan Mark when combined in an anagram generator sadly, sadly the only thing that comes up that that makes much sense is the phrase Mark's anus. <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't get well, anywhere. I don't think that's very. <laughs> so no. I, tried, I tried typing Susan and Mark, the complete phrase yeah. in, um, and then you end up. It, get, it gets it gets a little bit a little bit um, more ominous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you get, uh, for instance, you get a Rand unmasks, which could either mean a uh, random person or like a, a follower of Ayn Rand. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. You get Karma and Sons, but Sons is misspelled, which I assume is sort of like a Zodiac you, Killer style you, situation. Spell Sons. S U N S. Okay. Uh, you also get. I was really hoping it would be S O N Z. I wish. And then, <laughs> there's literally no Z. That in doesn't there. fit okay, in there. I'm, I'm, uh, you get Damn Narcs USA. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You fucking found it. It's the cops. Although Narcs is misspelled as well. No. But that's, I mean, that's, you know, maybe that's just, they didn't, they, they tried their best. It's sort of like how people stretch acronyms to make, well, like, they're trying to obscure. Possible, like, like uh, bills that <laughs> people try to pass that have yeah. acronyms that, that spell something that you just push it as far well, as you can get. Well, they're trying to obscure their identity. <laughs> we're like, not well, Narcs, 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 Narcs We're Narcs with a K. Damn Narcs USA. Uh, and then they're just sort of v- vaguely... Uh, vaguely conspiratorial sounding, a mass dark nun, uh, sure. which is church related, and then also dank Mars anus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, good. Uh, none That's... of those led me anywhere, but if uh, Rachel, if those mean anything to you, if any of those, <laughs> if any of those <laughs> phrases right, ring trigger, a bell, yeah. if you've heard those before, that might be uh, yeah. that might be a lead, but it's yeah. a long shot. At no, best. I mean there might be a um, <laughs> you might be being there might uh, be a usual suspects moment happening where you're like, oh my god, Rachel's dank Mars right anus. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> the fuck could that possibly remind her of? I don't know, but I, I thought I thought there was something to damn Narcs USA. Yeah. Dank Mars anus. I mean, that was the time that she was a, you know, she she and Mark in their teenage uh, 420 years staring up at the staring up at the moon and noticing a particular crater uh, creating a certain imagery. Yeah. Well, if, if that if that phrase was uttered by either of you, it may have been recorded by the damn Narcs USA and, <laughs> and sent back to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's okay. nothing malicious here. It's just your old stoner friends who have straightened out their life and are sending you a Christmas card, but all you remember is their stupid jokes. Right. Okay. And they're the feds. <laughs> and yep. don't write them back because they're definitely trying to grift you for drug money. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, all right. I no? Guess, I guess you solved it. I did not. Oh. I would definitely, I mean, like, for real, though. Aside, write them back. Aside from. Find out what they are. Find I, out who they are. Yeah. I would probably actually try and do at least one level of the side chain where you send them something. Not the one where you're trying to extract things from them maliciously. Well, start off benignly and then see what happens. See what happens. Yeah. 
I mean, because maybe you could at least find out like what their last name is, and then get something from the internet. I don't know. Um, but although your mom was probably correct. You should also tell them in the, in your reply, be like, I just I want you to know some funny things that your name smell. <laughs> <laughs> so glad to talk. So glad to hear from you. It's been so long since we caught up. Glad did we you had this know? P.S. Did you know? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, moving on, I suppose. We have an email from Mark. What? Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. We have an email from Mark. The news titans, Chris. Yeah, who writes, After Jake's recent endorsement of procedural prose, I thought I'd share some procedural poetry. The Policeman's Beard is Half Constructed (laughs) is a collection of poems written by Rachter, an early 1980s chatbot. The software itself was less sophisticated than that which generated the Harry Potter imitation you read recently, mostly relying on substituting nouns into templates, apparently. But I don't think this detracts from the poem's bizarre charm, and there's certainly some skill on the part of the programmer Bill Chamberlain in writing templates that could create such entertaining results. I've copied a couple of my, couple of my favorite Rachter poems below, but the whole collection is worth a read. Yours sincerely, Mark. So, P.S. Do not tell Rachel my address. <laughs> Uh, oh, so, she knows that already. Oh, yeah, that's the yeah, one thing she has. Yeah. yeah. Oh, also, by the way, when Rachel says that she looked up the address and it's not listed anywhere when you Google it, do you mean it's not anywhere including Google? Like, is it not on Google Maps? Like, does the does the place where they live have any yeah, that's an important re- resonance with you? I mean, you could always just go there. I mean, go go there or like monitor it on street yeah, map. I, I actually wrote Rachel and asked if th- if it was addressed specifically to her and her husband or if it was anonymous and she has written back saying that it was it was handwritten to her and her husband by name which is either like the thing is that that tips the needle very far in one of two directions right either it is very much a friend or it is very aggressively a targeted a attack yeah but I should have asked what do you mean the address doesn't exist right yeah because that could get way weirder yeah, try writing it back. I mean, if the address doesn't exist, then it's definitely a fucking scam. Try writing it back. The letter's either going to go somewhere or it's going to go be, nowhere. Or it'll bounce. It's come yeah, back that's to true. You. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Write it back. Yeah. All right, keep, keep us posted. Anyway, Mark um, sent us so anyway, poetry by a robot. Yeah, Mark and his procedural poetry. So here are a couple examples of- From what? What is it called, the work? Uh, the work is called The Policeman's Beard is Half Constructed, mm. um, a collection of poems written by a chatbot called Rachter as scripted by Bill Chamberlain. Here's the first of these sample poems. More than iron, more than lead, more than gold, I need electricity. I need it more than I need lamb or pork or lettuce or cucumber. I need it for me dreams. (laughs) The usage of me there is pretty critical. Yeah, yeah. This Uh, this sounds like a human guided robot poem from the 80s to me to the max. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Here's the other one. Bill sings to Sarah. Sarah sings to Bill. Perhaps they will do other dangerous things together. They may eat lamb or stroke each other. They may chant of their difficulties and their happiness. They have love, but they also have typewriters. That is interesting. Uh, so, <laughs> I liked in this bot that, that lamb is just sort of the thing you yeah, do. Lamb is you like just key, eat lamb. It's a key, it's a key <laughs> yeah. ingredient for sure. Um, the reason I wanted to mention this is because I've, I did some research on Rachter and there's 
not a lot out there, which is not surprising because it's a chatbot from the 1980s that isn't Eliza, which is the one that everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's apparently written in a totally bonkers language called Inrack, of which there is essentially no information available on the internet. And you have I, to go find an actual book, probably. I don't even know that there's that. I huh. mean, I think it might. This might have been a language that was created specifically <clears throat> to create this bot. Okay, Raptor. interesting. Yeah, I think I think it is. Yeah, and it it is. It has a completely outrageous syntax that is just totally fractured and bonkers. And I I wasn't even capable of particularly understanding a lot of the explanation of it, which was mainly written by one guy who also became fascinated with figuring out what the fuck this thing was. Um, And anyway, in 2008, on a blog called The Boston Diaries, um, someone who, just a programmer who has a blog, wrote about deconstructing Ractor this program and basically determined that uh, essentially as the the reader of the writer of this email mark said um it's not really possible that this bot wrote those poems as without any editing mm-hmm. which is what the author of the book will uh, bill chamberlain explicitly claims hmm. he claims that it was that it was there was no editing but uh this person who made this blog post says that is basically not possible uh but what is amazing about this bot is the so he found a clone of this uh, he found an original version of this bot that he was able to get running using DOSBox which is just a software you can use to emulate old computers and he uh he found oh he also found some transcripts of Ractor talking with Eliza which is the classic oh that's awesome like Twitter bot and it's fucking incredible classic Twitter bot just classic I'm sorry bot. classic chat bot yeah which and the exchanges between Eliza and Ractor and then new exchanges that this guy created by running um, Ractor in, in, on his own computer are incredible and show the difference between the sort of personality injected by the creator of Eliza versus the personality injected by the creator of Ractor. Um, so here's an exchange between Eliza and Ractor. Eliza, hello, please state your problem. Ractor. Excellent. Excuse me a moment while I attend to some business. I'll be right back. Eliza. Why do you need to tell me excuse you while you attend to some business? Ractor. Is it better to need or to despise? Why is it that I tell you do need to tell you to excuse myself to attend some business? Because electrons are brave. Braveness is nice, don't you think? And the needers all insist upon it. Do you imagine I am a communist? And that's the full that's the full <laughs> conversation between Eliza and Ractor. <laughs> and then here is uh, between Ractor and another chatbot called Sean that was created by the this person who was researching what the hell this was. Ractor starts with Ask a question, please. Sean, who is God? Oh no, wait, this isn't no, sorry. Sean is not a bot. Sean is the author of this <laughs> blog post. <laughs> so, I was like, the most perfect bot of all, yeah, human yeah. being. <laughs> so, uh, Ractor, ask a question, please. Sean, who is God? Ractor, God is a religious believer. Believer, I'm intellectual. Would you con- what would you consider one of your good qualities? Sean, I'm honest. Ractor, then you'd say you are honest? <laughs> <laughs> 
Sean. Yes, Raptor. <laughs> but how could an honest believer like you be afraid of heights? This'll break you up. Religious religion and unbelieving atheism are captivating, but a believer or an atheist never croons them feverishly. A cosmologist chants, get ready for an interesting story or essay. The religious story is captivating. Nevertheless, an atheist might also sing the same essay, right? Next question. Rector is just the most like baby boomer beatnik bullshit. (laughs) It's really incredible. Sean, what is two plus two? Rector, I don't know what is. Who is your favorite communist? Sean, I guess that would have to be Groucho Marx. Rector, why do you like Groucho? Sean, because of the mustache. Rector, Jessica Mitford might have thought that of the mustache, but not Ronald Reagan. Jessica Mitford said that it is. Then Ronald Reagan is stuffy. Kerchu, I think I'm getting a cold. Maybe it's the heights trying to get me. How about a story? So it's just God. It's just a complete like, as you say, basically, yeah, baby boomer counterculture. Rector is working like, on a one man black box show about our involvement in Cambodia for <laughs> yes, sure. Yes. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's the whole thing is just outrageous. And if you read, if you try to read anything written in this programming language, it's a complete disaster and almost unreadable. How much of that phrasing is explicit? It's a lot of it has to be. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of it works based on sort of uh, like templates. Templates, yeah, that are then like sort of degraded by Ractor. Ractor sort of just like takes the templates and then substitutes words and also seems to like break up the templates into fragments yeah. it's just it degraded wor- by rector is the name of rector's <laughs> yeah. one one bot show also <laughs> and it's yeah. just like an american flag that slowly turns into ones and zeros yeah is, yeah. The, is the poster for that for yes. sure that's that's very true um okay well uh <laughs> let's see um i can squeeze maybe one more thing in before we take a break um want to talk about kelsey grammar yeah let's talk about kelsey grammar so <laughs> sean writes hmm uh, why is every email we read written by the subject of the previous email? I don't this know. Is starting to I don't know. <laughs> I don't... Uh, okay. Sean writes. Sean writes. Why are you a communist? Yeah. <laughs> so, on episode forty-four, your podcast proposed synthesizing Kelsey Grammer's voice by feeding episodes of Frasier into a machine. Uh, that's true. We did that for some reason. <laughs> this machine would gather an understanding of Kelsey's honeyed tones and be able to recreate them perfectly for your podcasting needs. One small curveball you didn't bring into the conversation is that Frasier is taped in front of a live studio audience. Unless you plan on somehow hunting down the raw acapella studio tracks, the audio fit into your machine would be replete with cheers, gasps, and laughter, plus any piped-in music or room chatter. Much like the machine that generates cats with nonsense meme text, your newly minted Kelsey machine would be marred with the constant Lovecraftian hum of human exclamations. Cheers, Sean. Uh, That's I, a really good point. I love yeah, that observation. Love that. Uh... Yeah, that the cat meme example is really good of the of that machine learning thing that could draw it could draw a cat, but it kept thinking that what cats had was impact text at the top and bottom because it, it right. was fed or memes or letter its forms cats. that look like yeah. roughly look like the Roman alphabet. I, I wonder how many human beings, when they hear Kelsey Grammer's voice, expect there to be an audience associated with it, and maybe they would just sort of let it fly past their subconscious. Like maybe it would work anyway. Yeah, but it would be a weird. <laughs> wouldn't it be like it would, a. Right, where you sort of yeah. feel like, like an MP3 compressor. Like, yeah. like, like, what was? Excuse me, what was that? <laughs> yeah, it would be because it would be created by the like overlap of. Right. Yeah, it would have it that would, sort of like of tinny, sentences. like. Uh, uh, yeah. Glitch yeah it would actually. Okay, actually, here's the thing. 
the things that would be that would effectively be fed into the machine would be may, partially or even mainly sort of virgin untouched Kelsey Grammer. Sure, because the majority of it is just him right. speaking. But then some minority percentage of it would be Kelsey Grammer voice molested by audience, live studio yeah. audience. So yeah. it's not that you'd be getting Kelsey no. Grammer voice and also some clapping and cheering. You'd be getting Kelsey Grammer voice and also the the combination of Kelsey Grammer voice and applause. Right, and where just occasionally his uh, halfway through a word, you just hear. <sighs> Right. Come in sort of underneath yeah. and be like, what was Why that? Why is like, every time you do this, it sounds like some kind of demon? Because that's what like, I imagine, sort of like a combination of laugh, cry, its lips. like laugh, cry, digital analysis, compression, and and another, and it sort of just like sort of envelope echoing and de-echoing underneath. Yeah. I imagine it would just be like, yeah. <laughs> what would it be like? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then you'd be like, what was that? And you'd be like, I don't, I don't know what you mean. Pain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, wait, hold on. It sounds like the thing that you're thinking of is like if you took the combined Kelsey Grammer plus audience yeah. stuff and then did like digital noise removal using a clean sample of well, Kelsey I think Grammer it, I think to try and isolate That's got to be what it would be, noise. right? Because it would take, it find all the different times that he says the, the phrase, I don't know what you mean or the word mean. Some of them would have audience in them and then some of them would get negative out, but not properly. But why, why are you why are you imagining that that process would be? You're just tr- imagining someone would choose to do that. I think that whatever this learning this machine learning thing is, it would take all the different times that he says those words and try to come up with a different context, oh. and then it would probably try to fold them into its own synthesized okay. version. Okay, but maybe maybe it you, you don't know that maybe it would. <laughs> That's true. I you're always Ian Malcolm. But maybe, <laughs> maybe you don't know that. Uh, what I'm saying is, you don't necessarily know <laughs> that it would consider the words, I don't know what you mean, and I don't know what you mean with applause and stuff behind it as the same phrase. Maybe it would reinterpret Kelsey grammar as a standalone tonal language in which <laughs> the the meaning of I don't know what you mean and with shit behind it are actually two totally different phrases in the way that like okay. the robots when they created their languages discussed I don't know dozens of episodes or it knows ago that, like, this used is gonna... to me to me to me as right. like a counter of or it, it, it treats it as a specific form of English language that is uh, you're gonna get fucking roasted by me right now and that's when it deploys the applause version like if it kind of intuits that the studio that audience like is, emphasis yeah so but, then but like, here's the, here's the so thing then though, he, like, occasionally Kelsey Grammer would just open his mouth and just laughing or like oh no, would think, come out but I don't think it would but, but uh, wouldn't the audio still just not be perfectly isolated though right so it would just like he would open his he would say a regular sentence and then open his mouth and it would be like right right but it would just be nonsense now, now I'm just imagining full episodes of Frasier in which every every character is like, oh, the Niles. Same, is, yeah. yeah, exactly. Every other character is just normal, but Kelsey Grammer's character has been the titular Frasier, Frasier has been replaced with the By a machine. We've replaced Frasier with a machine learning version of Oh, you could probably make this by giving uh, a sort of text speech machine learning thing the corpus of all of Frasier's lines and subtitles, but then you plug in the scenarios from Frasier and ask it to respond using like a botnik style thing. <laughs> oh, and yeah. And have it speak out of this machine learning Frasier's voice, then re put those answers into the episode footage. 
I'm she, saying I you've lost me. This is so confusing. <laughs> how, how would you do it? How would you how would you eject this audio in Frazier? <laughs> oh, well, how would you? How would you do it? <laughs> oh, okay. I guess no, fine. No, no, my idea is so no, terrible. No, 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 no. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that negatively. I mean, if what I'm saying is too baroque a solution to this problem, no, which I don't think is possible. I'm saying I literally don't. You've lost me. I don't even understand it. So what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Okay, Chris, explain it back to me. <laughs> I literally can't. Okay, I no. Uh, okay, I uh, thought maybe what you were saying is, <laughs> I can't even. I don't know. I can't even. I want to understand. No, I want to understand, no, all, but this, I can't. This would not create an autonomous Frasier by any means. <laughs> okay, well, in that case, <laughs> this is just. Please, gentlemen, please. This, this would cre- this would not create an autonomous <laughs> Frasier. I'm not proposing we play it God here. Autonomous Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, life finds a way. Yeah, 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 for sure. You got to be careful. All with I was this proposing shit. was to to somehow create an entertainment product that would create a sort of botnik style experience where Fraser is spouting Fraser esque nonsense. Uh huh. You would have to feed a botnik style thing. Uh huh. Text the entire corpus of Fraser's lines of dialogue across right. Fraser. Fraser yes. only. Fraser speech patterns. Yes. You simultaneously train this this bot that we've discussed that learns how to just talk like Kelsey Grammer <clears throat> if you feed it a line of text. Uh huh. But it would probably have all of these insane, horrible glitches yes. due to audience reactions right. and stuff. Yes. Then what you would need is basically a chat bot, as discussed by Sean in our previous couple of emails. Yeah. That can basically work the botnik style Fraser keyboard to come up with its responses. Okay, here's what I don't understand. How is the voice component connected to You just or feed it whatever lines with... the chatbot gives back out that Fraser says. Oh, so you, once you've generated the script. Yes. So basically okay, then you have so a regular Fraser so, episode okay. that runs. All right. Yeah. There was a com- there was a component of this that I was missing that okay. I didn't understand, mm. which is you're saying when you feed the audio version of it all of the audio that's it, that's how it learns, right? But you you're actually pairing that with original transcripts of the show, yes. so that can associate words. So then the with chat bot, so like so everyone okay. talks I to Frazier, but then part. instead of the screenwriter of Frazier and Kelsey Grammer responding back, this botnik style keyboard uh, autocomplete Frazier corpus learned thing barfs out whatever sentence it thinks makes sense right. and then that is read so by that a that Kelsey Grammer reading chatbot and then you just edit that audio back into the episode of Frasier. I see. So that means that actually sometimes you would get a f- probably a f- <clears throat> somewhat comprehensible yes. line yeah. of Frasier. It would just be a weird like... Yeah. So basically if you edited that together but then every time Frasier talked you just add an insert shot of one of the characters kind of waiting for half a second like they mm-hmm. didn't entirely understand what he says and then you just cut back into the conversation from Frasier as it was going to keep going. So like these people all are living with this Frasier yeah. who says things that almost track but not quite right, and then, then they just kind of keep self-healing the Sometimes just goes, Bleh! yeah. They just yeah. keep going, keep moving, right? And then you'd probably want to edit in uh, uproarious audience reactions who are only watching Fraser because he's such a wild card, right? And when he says these things, they go crazy. It's like when, <laughs> right? It's like when Kramer slides into the apartment on on Seinfeld, yeah. But in this case, Fraser's catchphrase is just bot generated like, nonsense Bleh! about like lambs yeah. and communism, right? Yeah, <laughs> people go nuts. Okay, all right. So I'm I, sorry that that is so elaborate, but I feel like that would probably be allowed to be a YouTube sensation or air on Adult Swim and people would be really into it. That's true. Actually, yeah. Both of those Adult are... Swim. the yeah. 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 Just Fraser, but he's a compl- a very ornately generated uh, artificial intelligence. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. I'm sorry that it. took so long to get to. No, that's okay. 
But I think I think I'm glad we figured it out. I don't know what the fuck we figured out. I mean, we I didn't. I mean, they, they asked no question. They just pointed composed. out that the Fraser bot would be even better than we expected it would be, while couching it as maybe <laughs> right. it would be worse. That's well, we've incorrect. made it even better than that. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. This episode of Important of True is brought to you by a shout out. Oh shit! We have a shout out from John and Karen Lakey, mm. and Hello. they. Yes, they would like the following announcement to be read. So I'm going to read it. It is to be decreed that they didn't. I just added that part. Uh, It is to be decreed that Max Lakey, son of John and Karen Lakey, was born December 10th, 2017, and is excited to be the youngest, albeit involuntarily, listener to Important If True. We look forward to a lifetime of wonder and mystery together. We love you, Max, mom and dad. I guess the hosts are okay too. That is a heartwarming <laughs> oh. shout out that we that we uh, yeah. got got to read. I like that. I like that we are quite mm-hmm. possibly the first public non family and friend announcement of the birth of Max Lakey. Yeah, that's really nice. God, to know. think about that shit. That kid is gonna some at some point be old enough to listen to things on the internet hopefully hopefully max you are right now old. hopefully you're right now digging through your parents old mp3 library because i imagine that your parents are big fans who keep local versions of their favorite podcasts <laughs> right of course and also that mp3s are still played they will be right. forever mp3 yeah hopefully you're evergreen. digging through your parents old zune <laughs> uh as far as you're concerned max zunes are just oh, as zunes of- came back you're digging you're digging through this on your parents zune which you were wearing proudly as a fashion statement right now yeah, in your as a teen, that's totally possible. But even without that, I guess what I'm saying is that like when things are old, especially to young people, they're just old. Like Zunes are an early 2000s phenomenon. Like we're still in the era that historically is the era of Zunes. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like he does. This kid doesn't care. By the time he was born, Zunes were already gone. They're like equally to all the stuff that we're enjoying right now. Zunes are old and busted. Yeah, that's that's totally true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, well, it's really strange that a baby is listening to this as we record it, and a grown man is listening to it decades from yeah, now. Yeah, well, Max, if you're listening to this right now, just go tell your dad that you are, and also just tell him hoisted without, without context. Actually, just say that, and he'll smile, and it'll be very confusing. <laughs> that's true. Oh, man, weird. Yeah. Because yeah. his dad's going to forget about you mentioning that. From by by the point that Max will hear this and operate on it, yeah, his dad will have forgotten about that. Yep. Um, if you want to to purchase a shout out, either commercial or personal, this is obviously a personal shout out. Those are cheaper. Uh, you can do so at store.idlethumbs.net, and all the you can click on the buy shout outs on our shows thing, and the details are there. Um, something occurs to me, which is that a child is listening to this podcast, which I I have to say is probably not advised. I don't know that, like. Well, you could you a, could argue that you're that as you're a child as a child development expert. I don't know that I would advise. Are you are you corrupting this child or are you preparing this child for their inevitable future, Chris? I'm going to say that. <laughs> well, given the segment that you are, you dear listeners are right about to hear, I'm going to say I really hope that if I have to be doing one of those things, I am only corrupting the child and not preparing it for its inevitable future. I'm going to say, in all honesty, whatever this next segment is, a kid would love it. Let's be honest here, Chris. <laughs> think about think about the conceit of the next segment and what and who would really like it. I'm going to say that... No one. Cons- <laughs> I'm going to say, actually, that 
<laughs> the future, the very near-term future of the parents listening to this episode uh, contains one version of the future discussed in the segment you're right about to hear. So think about that. <laughs> Robert Hoffman asks, oh my God, I didn't screen this this question. Uh-oh. Sorry. I, Something very personal. <laughs> if you woke up one day with the ability to cause other people to shit themselves on command, <laughs> how, would you, how would you use or abuse this weaponized incontinence? <laughs> I'm going to be honest here. Like, I don't... I, I don't. I oh, would sorry, just use ahead, it Nick. on myself to just do that <laughs> regular, regularly and that at coming. the same hour every day, ah. and just have, just have a predictable like schedule. It'd be so nice. Yeah, I have to say. Anyway, yeah, getting the, old's fun. The sort of yeah, I have to say the sort of like the relief and kind of peace and comfort that comes after you take a shit that you needed to take is so, <laughs> so wonderful that it almost almost makes up <laughs> for having to worry about taking shits as human beings yeah. in the first place your not quite says but it comes pretty the, close yeah your name here says you could be the world's greatest constipation doctor that's true you could actually solve yeah i like, guess you could you could just yeah. you could just really like yeah. knock them down like I'm a very very specific <laughs> superhero but the relief right. <laughs> that i cause is very it's welcome measurable yeah. to those who need it most but occasionally god that if you swear to use those powers for good, the temptation would be occasionally to use them for evil, and that temptation would be great. Yeah. Well, because being able to just make someone shit themselves. I mean, fucking real talk. Obviously, Trump all day, every day. I mean, <laughs> for real. Like, I'm not gonna fucking mess around and pretend that's not actually. I'm not gonna what mess around with this shit question with this pants <laughs> dumping question. Let's get real. Donald Trump craps his pants <laughs> constantly. <laughs> just. <laughs> I mean, it's just so hard for me to imagine that that isn't what would happen. But getting back to the to the doctor, to Nick's doctor sort of... Getting back to responsible human <laughs> beings using their powers for, See, for good. Well, this is a classic... Pants-shitting doctor. This is a classic genie situation, I think, in that in even in your attempt to use this power wholly, um, <laughs> wholly uh, conscientiously and with the, all the best intentions, here's my concern about what would happen. Here's my concern about if you used your magical uh, crap command ability to become the best and most renowned constipation doctor on the planet. Hopefully that's a real thing because it needs to be for this to work. But the problem is, so you go, you, you'd still have to like go through medical school and get do all, put in all the work to even be because uh, there's there's one thing if you could you don't do want to be like a crap like quack. a faith healer or something right <laughs> that was hard to say by the way wanna, right but if you want to actually operate like above board in a way that is sanctioned by the community in a sort of legal manner okay you pretty much have to go and do all this stuff fine people do that that's obviously doable you can do it um you know if you have the dedication and money i guess to do so so you could probably get someone to underwrite you if you're uh, like, let me show you. I'm right. going to go through medical school. <laughs> let me show you what let I can me do show first. You what I can do. Well, see that. I just need the papers. That's that's, and you'll definitely need some paper, immediately. Uh, so, that that feeds into my concern here, which is that once you're like, let's say you go through all the process, you're in place, you're now like, you know, Thomas Crapper, just fucking MD, say Thomas it, Crapper, MD, and you're you're in your office, and then 
you do an interview with like Doctor Monthly magazine or whatever, and they're like, "How do you? How? Wow! What amazing like technique or scientific truth have you uncovered, or sort of medical process yeah, allows you to be so good at this?" And you just have to be. I have a magic. Either you lie, in which case you set medical science off on a wild goose chase that potentially sabotages real medical research and technology. Or you tell the truth and you say, I have an inexplicable, magical power possibly granted to me by a genie, which allows me to cause people to defecate on command. What? Like, either way, what you're basically doing is you're planting... Uh, like a po- It's like a poison pen, essentially, in the annals of science and medicine history that is... You're yeah, definitely going to fuck something up in there. You just have to say... Oh, I'm, I'm, what, what? Oh, you guys, I heard, sorry, my brain caught up with what was said. It was, there was some lag, I think. You, um, the real way to do that probably so that you can, uh, heal, I mean, if this is an actual magical power that you've been given that works. I mean, it is. That's the, yeah. that's the premise of the question. I think that the way that you would actually be able to help the most people and, uh, is to claim that it was granted to you by some sort of religious deity. That, that's how you, that, I think that's the way that you'd be able to survive. Okay, but people then, would come to you for help. Okay, but only people who are inclined to believe. Yeah, but you in can't be like I'm the, the world's place. greatest doctor. What are you going to prescribe? Uh, Alakazam. <laughs> oh, you shit yourself! You shit yourself! You did it! I'm a doctor. Like that's that's not going to fly either, Chris. I'm sorry. If you're like, take this pill uh, and ignore the fact. Also, I have to be there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have to witness you take it. I, I don't I've trust you. I've got to say. Doesn't it say that they can do it on command? Yeah. That's what you have to. You have to say. Shit thyself. Yeah, Hopefully. Requires sort of arcane language. I mean, I guess the way you'd have to do it is be like, all right, you can go into the bathroom, but like, I'm going to be outside and I'm going to tell you when to shit and then shit right then. And make them like, maybe you, if you become really good at the power of suggestion while also having the real ability to do this, you can make people think that it's just a psychological technique. This is like me uh, as a kid. I always thought it was really funny and as an adult, to be honest, to claim that I had trained my parents' dog to just do literally whatever it was doing. (laughs) So you're just like, go crazy. Oh, eat stuff. Jump up on a guy. Look, look, he's doing it. Uh, Just as it's happening. So that's like, you'd be like, shit yourself. It's like, oh, I this makes this makes me think that in order to pull off my Trump version of this, I would actually have to become a weird like conspiracy you know, guy you know, who follows an the eccentric around fucking and goes, shit thyself. But then he actually does every single time. I would become the perpetual White House like fence climber Chris, guy. You would have to be like, look, I can prove that I can make yeah. anything happen that I want to happen. Trump, listen, this is gonna suck, but like I'm gonna make okay, so. Here's why you should take me in as an advisor. I can make the worst fucking thing happen on command. Shit thyself. <laughs> anyway. That's, that's really. That oh, like, yeah. He'd be like, you're the most like, powerful oh, wow, man in the world. Amazing. You made me shit myself. Brilliant. And then, except then you just constantly be doing that. How long till you get fired from yeah, that you're like, Look, Trunk, I, senior advisor role? <laughs> I've said a lot of other things, none of which have come true. Shit thyself. <laughs> I'm sure it's all going to work out. Shit thyself. <laughs> Ah, oh, this is gross. I just started having some more clarifications to ask about this, and I can't because they're horrible, mm. uh, and I don't even want to start getting into it. Only well, up to 10 su- pounds of shit, Chris. I, that is part question. of where I was going, <laughs> yes. Only 10 pounds. 
Yeah, no, oh. that does raise very weird medical questions about the human <laughs> yes, body when you yeah. keep asking it to shit thyself when 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 you already have when thou hast no shit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do you have uh, to use a really commanding voice when you say it, or could you just be sort of like shit thyself? You have to like <laughs> shit thyself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if if you By have decree to use, of the wizard, right? Exactly. <laughs> if, if it requires a commanding voice and a certain sort of gravitas and presence, I think then you almost have to lean into it and dress up and do all this stuff. Because also, I mean, if you because once again, if you're gonna come off like a street corner sort of um, you know eschatological sort of uh, seer, soothsayer, seer of doom. I think you might as well dress the part yes. and actually. You might do as well the have thing. a sweet robe and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> might be a shitty wizard in that case. You're definitely the shittiest wizard. <laughs> we literally did just create the shitty wizard. Yeah, we created yeah. a person who dresses like a wizard who says "shit thyself," and their <laughs> and only power do. is they make someone shit themselves, <laughs> and they can't do any other magic. Yep. Well. Good. We are back. Wow. Back with high quality, Nick. Um, All right. Uh, A thing that has happened a lot. This tends to happen on our podcast. We talk about something ridiculous or absurd, and then essentially the entire internet contacts us at once Mm. to inform us about something that we... Uh, missed or that is provides further explanation to the thing we're talking about and in this case uh, it's that it's those phone call the mysterious phone calls yeah. that, was that Leonardo who received those phone calls uh yes it was it was Leonardo who received phone calls from someone uh what was the woman telling telling she him was to saying this? to come pick him cut up hey hair. he's so cute come and then there's a dude saying cut your hair and then and then he got calls from long, a bro, bro saying cut your hair and he thought yeah. that maybe it was some sort of robocall, but could not discern, discern what the, <laughs> the intention of, of this yeah. call. And as you said, Chris, basically everyone had an opinion on what this might be. Mm-hmm. And I looked into a few of them, and honestly, all of them are fascinating. All of uh-huh. the all of the, all possible, of the possibilities. The first. So, so these are different explanations. Yeah, for, for, the for why why is this person calls. why is this person calling? The first one that I actually saw sent in was an from an article in The Atlantic called Almost Human, The Surreal Cyborg Future of Telemarketing, which is about a bunch of different companies, actually most of them based in Utah because all the founders used to work huh. together at, at the same company. Oh. Who have, or we've talked about this on we Idle talked about Thumbs that before. on Idle Thumbs before. Yes, yeah. who, make, who basically make soundboards in the style of like the Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard or something <laughs> that have common tech support questions <laughs> And it talks about it, it, what it goes into is crazy. Uh, it, they, it, I like that your example of a soundboard is like the Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard. Yeah. Like if someone doesn't know what a soundboard is, the it's just, a panel <laughs> of buttons you can press to make sound like sound little snippets of speech yeah. come out. The most notable one, probably amongst our listener base, is the novelty Arnold Schwarzenegger right. soundboard, which yeah. ruled the internet for the first ten years of yeah. the internet's existence. Or the yeah, web. where he just calls people and goes and goes, "Who's your daddy you? and what does he do?" Yeah. Uh, the these, these Utah-based companies are actually fascinating. They talk about wanting like <laughs> <laughs> or like Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> they they they're really excited about having like the flattest affectation possible in their in their calls, mm. so that if you ask a question that the robocall can't handle, a person can can just come in and be like, "Oh, uh, which month of the year was that?" 
and then like just disappear and fade it back into the voice. And the, the oh. CEO is like, I guarantee that people are not going to know that one of our call center people who have flat affect wow. training can answer. <laughs> so given that uh, given that Leonardo was called by like a, a bro dude about a haircut, I don't think that it's that. Um, one of the other ones that people talked about was a scheme that the FCC actually put out consumer alerts about last year, which was when a robocall asks you a question, do not say yes. And that is because there are huh. people who are calling you. Um, first thing, um, hello, is someone there? Um, right. And that's to determine if there's a live human there. Then they'll ask you questions because <laughs> once yeah. you start answering questions, they that's record the your voice I, yeah. and use it to get your bank information or yeah. other financial information because they have voice. They, they're creating soundboards of you to use against your own to use against other phone services that verify wow. your identity. You know what fucking sucks about that? I just don't ever pick up calls that I don't already have caller ID for, which means they're all getting my voicemail, which means they're all getting my goddamn voice print. Yeah, but I, I think never that, thought about uh, that. I think shit. That these are just questions. They well, know there's a real person there. They know it's a real phone number, and they have samples of my voice. It's, I'm going to turn into a fucking Frasier. It's you're, 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 the road to Frasier is paved with voicemail greetings. The, this is funny because what we were talking about earlier about like no one actually receives mail that means anything anymore. Yeah, it's the, all just the, so the Federal Communications or Commission stuff from Mark and what, Susan. What the FCC advises consumers to do to battle this sort of robocall? This is just don't answer your phone if you don't know who it is. Yeah. That's amazing. That's though, what that I do. I know, but it just like just throw away all the mail you get if you don't yeah. know who it is. Just yeah. just literally don't pick up your phone anymore. We have all this infrastructure. And it's just like literally just throw it in the trash unless it's the one thing that you well, actually. The difference want. between mail and you don't have to throw your mail away because the person on the other end of the letter doesn't know that you're picking it up until we start getting mail with like weird chips in it. Like when touchscreens, you know, like people sure. are starting to make. Paper, like bendy touchscreens like eventually yeah. you're going to get sent a, some stupid offer in the mail and it's going to be printed on this just like dirt cheap sensing thing oh, you're that gonna comes get a with like of... a satellite uplink yeah. chip inside of it and when you touch it it's going to read your fucking fingerprint and then send it to some guy in a satellite who's then going to unlock your phone how with your touch ID how thin of a piece of cardboard can you embed a primitive but still SD grade camera lens into is the right. question that's oh, going to that be too, yeah. so you touch the thing and it takes a picture <laughs> it takes a picture yeah. hopefully it comes with a flash just for that moment of like wait what the <laughs> fuck but I, I didn't mean so and much and has the old timey camera like I didn't mean so much the information tracking part, but just how much junk is sent across sort of old style <coughs> infrastructure of the postal service and of yeah. just landline and just like yeah. the telephone system, the yeah. non-IP yeah, connected yeah, telephone garbage. system that like the it's like it's like if the post office is like just throw the mail away. The FCC right. they like just don't use your phone. Yeah, yeah, is is interesting. But um, from the questions asked, I don't think I don't think that it was either of those uh, possible weird scam things. I don't think uh -huh. that it was someone asking questions hmm. to say yes. The 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 one that we did receive the most uh email from or about was an episode of the podcast Reply All. Yep. Which was uh Reply All episode 104, The Case of the Phantom Caller, which is the has the closest symptoms <coughs> to this call, which is This a, is the one I saw everyone claiming our thing was. Yes. Uh they're not correct, but Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> burn. The reply well, unless unless Leonardo left out a very crucial fact, but I don't think okay. he did. The reply all episode, it's a fantastic episode and I don't actually want to spoil the entire reveal because the uh -huh. they, a woman calls who works answering phones as part of her job and she starts getting bizarre calls where people are overhearing snippets of a conversation or just hearing strange audio clips that almost sound like they're out of 
either someone else's conversation or a conversation that has no context to what she's receiving or almost like experimental film like just audio recorded out in the world and she found them incredibly fascinating and one but wondered why in the world she kept receiving them mm-hmm. and the story of how they trace down what the calls actually are is is really fascinating but the crucial piece of all of it uh, the, the the gist of the scam is you can grift like fractions of a cent on the dollar off of extended 800 number phone calls. Wow. Because the toll cost gets distributed to all <laughs> carriers involved in the call. Wow, okay. Uh, oh, the de- weird. But so unless Leonardo, if Leonardo was an 800 number, it's maybe that, but I, n- I know Probably that it's- Probably not. I know that it's not that because uh, Leonardo, so it, Leonardo is living a, it turns out, is living a microcosm of the important of true life, by which I mean he- believes after this bizarre thing happens that maybe he's the center of some sort of extreme robocalling conspiracy or maybe he's right some interconnected scheme that yeah maybe you know yeah there's some nefarious means some weird m- micro currency grift uh yeah but here i'll just play a little bit of audio that was okay. linked to me on the internet all right yo hello hello hey buddy cut your hair what Hello. How you doing? Cut your hair. It ain't working. This ain't the 70s. Cut it. What? What is that? A mullet? Ponytail? Come on. Be serious. Wow. Uh, Whoa. Fucking, you found the fucking That's the guy. Uh, yeah, it wasn't hard to find, and actually someone on the forums found it, and it's literally a prank call from prankdial.com that you could use to <laughs> fuck with your friends. <laughs> so hoisted times a thousand. Whoa. There's all these elaborate webs of like- Wax maybe house, baby. Yeah, all of the different like crazy realities for Pose, where it's like maybe it's someone trying to grift data <laughs> yeah. out of it. Maybe it's someone trying to ex- yeah. extort money from an 800 number of scheme. Maybe it's yeah. like, just, I can't even remember all of it. And you literally just, got pranked called by your it's friend, literally like prankdial.com cut your hair. <laughs> the thing, the reason that this was slightly hard to find is that the cut your hair prank uh-huh. doesn't seem to be offered as one you can buy off their site anymore. All they have Wait, left. you buy these? You, you, it's an app. Oh, you, you microtransact oh to get a prank call and then it also can okay, record so it the is prank still, call. Okay. Yes. So it's still actually kind of part of our in, absolutely absurd Yeah, but it's the trashiest version of it. It's, yeah, right. So right. Reply All uh, podcast gets the one where they have to do this deep research into how like the phone service infrastructure works <laughs> and like talk to dozens of experts ours is a shitty app trying to just like make money off of you for playing a stupid ass joke on your friend yeah. Uh, yeah. and our forums found it not us the thing about it that's weird is that it seems like you can't buy the cut your hair one anymore so all there are all there are there are weird all you can find are other people getting the buy or cut your hair phone call because you can post reactions <laughs> right, I you see. can share your pranks yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway weird rare rare memes rare <laughs> rare phone prank dot prank org calls. or whatever what uh, anyway i i was really really happy to discover after all of those <laughs> insane elaborate things that it was the stupidest possible wow, thing yeah, so i'm sorry really leonardo dumb. you literally just hopefully, got punked by some dumb friend hopefully uh the mark and susan letter is like prankletter.com <laughs> uh, <laughs> prank card sign, sign up for the annual <laughs> prank prank letter yeah. uh being Except sent to uh, in keeping with the more quaint yeah sort of delivery mechanism of physical postcards sent in the mail, the actual like substance of the text is also more gentle and quaint in that it's (laughs) just a genuinely well-meaning and pleasant catch up. It's the far less successful do something nice.com. Right, yeah. (laughs) Man. Wow. Nicemail.com as opposed to like prank phone. Right. 
Jake, I have to follow up on something you said earlier. Uh Uh-oh. Why does the FCC recommend don't say yes on these phone calls? Is that because they... The people calling you, if they're trying to scam you, can like get your permission for something if you say yes. Or like, what does it mean to not say? Oh, is you know this what? Like the okay, so what, of, like, it, what it actually is? Sphincter says what? No, the but word, for, the word but yes for, is not important. The word yes. Oh. So, so it's the first. It's like press a number to confirm that you're there. Yeah, and then say yes is recognized, and then it's going to roll through the survey of information gathering stuff. So mm. if you say yes, if the first thing that a robocall says is, "Can you hear me?" Uh, or asks you explicitly a yes or no question before getting into anything else, odds are good that it's this one particular type of scam that is then going to just Hmm. roll you for as many soundboard clips as they can possibly get that are important. Um, it's funny it's that we referenced sneakers earlier in this episode because sneakers has an amazing in what context that we reference. Uh, when sneakers? I was talking about anagram, using an anagram to decrypt the secret identity of a scammer, oh. because the movie Sneakers, uh, which is a great movie, I endorse sneakers. I've never seen sneakers. Oh my god, you would love sneakers. All right, there's a scene in sneakers where um, they're trying to they play sort of information security experts in the in the I guess late 80s or early early 90s probably. But there's a scene where a, um, one of them goes on a date with someone with a tape recorder and just tries to get him to say all of the words in the sentence, my voice is my passport, verify me. Mm -hmm. So she's got like a a piece of paper that she's scratching things off and it's eventually just like, so have you traveled anywhere lately? Like, uh, and then she, like, he doesn't say it and she eventually is just like, you know what, a a word that I think is so romantic when a man says passport. (laughs) And then, you know, obviously she finally gets it and they splice together a tape of this and can break into his identity. Got it. But that just ha- so you- that's that's what this fucking is. Yes, that's literally. It's literally are you there? Is. Yes. Oh, have you traveled anywhere lately? I really love it when a man says passport. <laughs> cut your hair, bro. Uh, except yeah. the cut your hair, bro. When it's not involved, it turns out yeah. at all. Maybe they took it. Dumb. Maybe they maybe the reason it was discontinued from this stupid app is that they realized that it was really effective <laughs> at actual scammers <laughs> using this. Uh, sorry, sorry, uh, phone prank customers. <laughs> We've removed the following six prank calls because they were in fact mass surveillance techniques. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who used this call and posted the answer to the site your friend's identity yeah, has been you've stolen you've been catfished sorry <laughs> oh yeah. my god this phone's so the mm. truth could have been right under our nose all along this prank call website could actually be the company we described on the previous episode oh fuck that's probably what it is yeah eat shit reply all you don't know shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're the fucking weird matrix of like cabbie union reps and and police detectives and all the, and these fucking weird mastermind soundboard operators all just weaving a web of bullshit. The criminals think we're pranking them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, cool. I'm glad we solved that way more definitively than I ever could have possibly expected. I know yeah. most of the most of the like legwork for that. Almost all of it was done by the forums, and I just combed and forums and email and tweets. So thanks everyone who wrote in a bunch of theories, and I'm really glad someone actually found the stupid "cut your hair, bro" phone call. Yeah, yeah, man, that's very good. Um, okay, well, we have to. I think we have to take off now. But um, before we do, let's endorse some stuff. Sure. How about that? How about that shit? I'm going to start because I briefly said it, and I am legitimately Oh, my going, God. They're going to sneakers? Oh, my God. It's, yes. You're, right. you're going to watch this, and then okay. you're going to be like, you know what? You are right. That is a totally valid endorsement. All right. Sneakers, it definitely sort of falls in a hole between sort of 70s techno thriller stuff and like 90s enemy of the state. Like It sort of yeah. just falls in a hole where that kind of movie wasn't made. But um, it's- it's Robert Redford, Dan Aykroyd, River Phoenix what? A, as as the surveillance crew and a Wait, couple other people. Seriously? And yeah. 
What a weird combination of people. That's like three totally different generations. Yeah, it's awesome. Of male it's actor. Them, it's them plus a handful of other people who are also either just like known sort of like small part or character actors. Um, I guess Dan Aykroyd and, and Robert Redford are kind of the but same But they're, they're spatially but they feel like so they're, separated. Yeah, well, and mm. they feel like they're, even if they might be of similar age, it feels like their eras of relevance are kind of different. Yeah. Um, they... They basically they they play. I always assumed this was like a teen movie. No, it's they're they're a what sur- the hell? they're a, a security company made up of people who used to be hackers or like phone freakers or just whatever, and now their job it's like it, it was one of the, an early movie to have this premise where their job now <clears throat> is to basically find security holes and things in in right. corporate things yeah. for money, and then of course they come across weird things that they know they shouldn't have. Right, okay. uh, and then and then a surprising sort of techno conspiracy unfolds. It's of so a, I take it you've not seen this either, Nick. No, I haven't. Oh, is it super called strongly sneakers recommended. because it's literally about sneaking? Yes, stupid. See, I it's <laughs> I always okay. I always sort of avoided this movie because I'm like either no. it's about shoes, like it's a. I always kind of thought Strong maybe it's a teen movie because sneakers. sneakers just remind me of teens. Or it's about sneaking, and nah, that it, seems so nope, dumb. It, it definitely is a movie of right. its time, which okay. is not a sweet-ass 70s conspiracy movie. Right. But it is very good. Okay. You, will, you will have a fun time watching it. I okay. strongly All recommend right. it. I fully endorse I think sneakers. Sarah is a big booster of sneakers as well, so, yeah. so maybe we'll watch it. Sneakers boosters. All right. Um, <laughs> well, Nick, what are you going to endorse? What are you going to endorse here? I'm going to endorse uh, a really weirdly specific dorky video game thing. So Sneakers. bear with bear with me. <laughs> bear with me on this. Um, it's uh, sneaking in video <laughs> games. <laughs> I'm going to endorse sneaking. Sneak King. The Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> free Burger, Burger King, King for the original Xbox. Xbox 360. I think it was original Xbox. No, it was, it was Xbox 360. 360 oh, that was, that was 360. Oh, yeah. oh, but you could get a disc in the Burger King. Oh, maybe it was yeah. Xbox then. I thought it was 360. Whatever. We all no, it was, it was, de- it was definitely. It's a worthless conversation. Okay. Definitely 360. Anyway. So in addition to um, Sneak King, you're also endorsing... Yeah, I'm going to endorse a, a video from the recent charity event, Games Done Quick, which is a... And I'll just sort of explain this for a general audience. Games Done Quick is a, is a charity event that's run every year for... Um, it's actually run twice a year um, for two charities, um, Doctors Without Borders and Prevent Cancer. And um, the event is just a live stream, a week-long live stream of what are called video game speed runs. Which are just people playing games and breaking them in like hilarious and like perplexing ways, um, and trying to complete them as fast as possible. It's just if you like if you're playing Mario, you're trying to get to the end of Mario as fast as you can, and inevitably the way that people do this is they just know ways to you know intentionally break the game, uh, and it's 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 very uh, it's a good event. It's they raise millions of dollars every year. It's it's good. But really? there is this. They do for real. Yes, char- for charity. There. Whoa. Oh. Yeah, two point three million. Two point three million on this. But I had no idea that week. they raised millions of dollars. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, Doctors Without Borders got two million. Uh, That's amazing. Over the them. summer, and um, they gave Prevent Cancer like two point three million uh, this for, in just over a week. Um, That's great. That is. Totally uh, it's it's a great event. I, I think wow, it's fantastic. It's a very like yeah, it's a great event. Uh, anyway, um, I'm gonna endorse a specific video from this event um, okay. that I think one will be interesting to people who have no idea what this thing is and to if you if you kind of have any idea uh, what a speedrun is this will still be an incredibly notable uh, video to watch it is the strider which is the name of the game it's a nintendo original nintendo system game um uh, speedrun it's a live tutorial 
uh, from this guy, Darkman. Uh, and he's giving a live tutorial to somebody who's never Another speed run this. Another notable 90s film. <laughs> All right, right. Uh, he's giving a live tutorial to somebody who's never played the game before on how to speed run it. And he walks him through each step on how to break the game. And then at the end of the tutorial, he lets the guy just try to run it with absolutely no instruction. It is so hilarious and also really interesting. It's a great like portal into like how people actually do this. And after watching it, I went and speed like just tried to do what they did, and I was able to do it, and it was hilarious wow. and good. Like good for you. But the the video itself is just it's so funny because he's just you know he'll just say okay now pause the game now uh, now hit left right you're not gonna understand why you're doing this now hit back to the left and hit A and then the character just starts like flipping through the screen and just like the crowd just like loses their minds like it is a very very good I won't like spoil all of the great were they, like twists was, and turns were they, but was that the, the style of, of speed running where you <laughs> input things on the controller to inject weird stuff into the memory of the NES is that why um, it it, it's about? not no it's not memory overwriting but it's 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 just like crazy like um like boundary glitching just like zip, they call them zips where you like zip through like geometry that you shouldn't be able to t like it's just it's absolutely wow. bonkers but it's a nice. very very good watch for somebody who doesn't know what a speed run is and for people who do know but like have never like tried to actually do it it's just it's very very good uh and i'll i'll, I'll link it awesome. in our in our description All right. cool um i because nick mentioned it i'm going to endorse the 1990 Sam Raimi film Dark Man, starring Liam Neeson, <laughs> you know and what? 2018 Academy Award nominee Francis McDormand. I've That's never seen Dark my, Man. Not actually my endorsement, oh. but I kind of like Dark Man. I'm so gonna, maybe you should I'll, watch, I'll Dark watch Dark Man. Watch Dark Man, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Add it, we'll we'll trade 1990s film recommendations. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll trade you. I'll trade you Dark Man for your sneakers. Um, I mean, whatever. You might as well watch Dark Man, but. Uh, uh, the actual thing I was going to endorse, I mean, I don't really know what actually makes this like a more valid endorsement than Darkman, but because uh, it's it's even more frivolous. But uh, the thing I'm going to endorse is also content you can watch on YouTube, uh, as with Nick's, I assume. What are you fucking farting for? I didn't know what Nick was going to endorse. Oh, no. I mean, I just YouTube, Chris. It's just garbage. It's just a lesser form. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. Hi, YouTube. Hello. <laughs> I've... <laughs> I'm uh, I'm going to endorse. Uh, I guess just flash like, video. Yeah, <laughs> Newgrounds.com. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to endorse clips from a British uh, sort of panel quiz comedy show of which I was totally unaware until last week or recently called "Would I Lie to You?" Are either of you guys familiar no. with the show? No, I wasn't either. Apparently, it's been running for. Seeming, I think, over a decade now. Okay. The the premise of this show is that there are two teams, uh, and a ho and a sort of host, and members of each team are given sort of something to claim okay. about their life that is either a true f story or fact from their life, or it is something that was made up. That is a lie. Okay. And the mm. other team has to determine based on sort of interrogating this person about the details of this Wait. truth or lie, whether mm. or not it's true or false. And they the person telling the story doesn't know 
as far as I can tell, they don't know if it's if they're going to get a true or a false one okay. before they get it. So if it's a lie, they have to Just make up improv. all the yeah. like background for it on the fly. So uh, it'll be something like um, uh, I'm trying to think of an example, but like one was like I got trapped in Morocco um, and had to had an Interpol police like bulletin posted for my whereabouts, like because my family had no idea where it was. And, and then the, the person who makes this claim has to like back this story up after being like subjected to an increasingly withering, uh, attack by the other team. It is fucking hysterical. It's hosted by Rob Brydon, who you might know as Mm -hmm. one of the two guys from the film and television series, the trip. And then the team captains are David Mitchell, who is, one of the stars of the sitcom Peep Show, if either of you have seen that. Mm-hmm. And the other team captain is this guy, Lee Mack, who I wasn't familiar with, but I guess he's a longtime stand-up comic. And so those three are always on the show, and then the teams are filled out with two additional people each. Uh, and it's just, I have found it to be a very funny uh, thing to just watch clips from on YouTube when I just, like, I'm killing a few minutes uh, in that way that YouTube is just totally... A ruiner because yeah. It'll, yeah, mm-hmm. it'll just keep recommending you yeah. new things. And yep. people have made compilations of specific categories of things like right. David Mitchell's rants from the show and everything. It's just a good – it's a very uh, like fun, pleasant experience. It's not contentious. And you can tell that the team captains who have both been doing this for years now um, are so past the point of caring whether their team wins or loses. They're just so – pleased especially david mitchell when someone tells a great lie or right. uh, or is so, i mean the thing that's amazing is i when i started watching it all the clips i got were all lies and i'm like oh so they're just basically always lies and it's just an excuse for funny people to like right. make up ridiculous stories but the more of it you watch the more you realize it's actually a pretty even split and it is almost impossible to all right. So I mean, event- sometimes it's pretty fucking. So I guess it eventually but- just becomes the joy of hearing the story told, whether it's true or false, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And then often being surprised when something so outrageous turns out to be yep. true. I mean, that's the other pleasure of the show. Anyway, it's good. They could have called that show important if true. That would be a great name for that show. <laughs> <laughs> good thing they didn't, I suppose. Um. So that's my endorsement. Uh, that's a good endorsement. Cool. All right. Anything else from you guys? No. All right. Nah. Then that's it. That's our show for this week. Thank you for listening to Important If True. Our website is importantiftrue.com, and there you can find links to the places on the internet where we reside. If you have a question for us, if you need our advice, our consultation, if you need us to solve a problem, you can send email to questions at importantiftrue.com, and we will do our best. Uh, if you would like an ad-free version of this podcast, head over to patreon.com slash idle thumbs where you can see the details of how to sign up for the appropriate tier that will grant you that privilege. And uh, <laughs> that's how oh, I said it in that suggestive way. Um, but that's about it. That's all we got this week. So thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with more of this podcast. For Idle Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Reckett. I'm Jake Rodkin. Stay spicy. Okay. Sure. Cool. Nice guys. Sure. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah.
One, two, three. Four, five, six. Nice. <laughs> my natural tempo when I when I start counting time, my natural tempo is precisely in line with Skype delay. Mm. It's sort of tied to the circadian rhythms of the world. You're attuned to its wave force. Mm-hmm. Nick, I'm attuned to your wave force. Oh. Yeah, FYI, just in I case you did. Well, too bad. <laughs> Get comfortable with it. I'm a, uh, maybe you shouldn't have such an apparent <laughs> wave force. Oh, oh. I'm just oh, way up. I'm way up in me. your wave force. Yeah, Nick. If you're maybe if your wave force wasn't the way it was, Chris wouldn't be so attuned to it. 